Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Alright guys, so just wanted to document this. I am heading out the door to my buddy Eric's house. Eric is my extremely talented friend who helped me build the drawer system back here. I'll show you. He's the guy that helped me build that bad boy. Um, and so we are getting together tonight to plan out the rooftop tent build that will go right up here on the roof rack. Um, so looking forward to that. Definitely excited to get some ideas on paper and sort of plan everything out. That means I can start buying stuff too. So once I start buying stuff, then it's on. Then we're going. So anyways... Um, just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that. Again, I'm going to put this all together tonight, um, shoot some, some footage while I'm at his house and some of the planning stuff so that I can share some of the details with you guys, but, uh, more to come. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, so the way that I figured it would be easiest to show you this is just to kind of jump you around between a few different things um, that I've been using for reference points for this DIY rooftop tent. Um, as you're going to see here, you know, I've mentioned this in a video or two before. There is a great Facebook community called DIY Rooftop Tent Community. Um, so if you are thinking of building your own DIY rooftop tent, definitely check this group out. Um, there are also some forums I know on like Overland Bound and Expedition Portal and things like that. So definitely check those out as well. Honestly, though, I kind of found them a little bit difficult to navigate and find good stuff. And um, on here, there are constantly people posting up their builds and constantly people sharing ideas and things like that. So I've actually gotten a lot of use out of this. Now, this group was created by a guy named Patrick Remington. Um, and he basically decided, and he's kind of, I think, considered sort of the godfather of DIY rooftop tents. Um, but so he started this group, you know, about a year ago, less than a year ago, it looks like. Um, and he also has a YouTube channel. Um, and it's just his name, Patrick Remington. So if you're on the podcast and you're listening to this, you can't see it on the YouTube video. Um, just go to YouTube, search for Patrick Remington, and you will find his channel. Um, he's got some great videos. So as you can see here, if I hover over this thing, it'll kind of show a preview. Um, his is actually has four gas struts and opens straight up. So, you know, it's like one of those super expensive multi-strut 
straight up opening, you know, tons of room rooftop tents. So his is pretty rad. Like it's pretty cool. Another one that was kind of neat is this 410 Expedition guy. So the channel is called 410 Expedition on uh, YouTube and he built a DIY hard shell rooftop tent. Now I will say though that his is not exactly inexpensive. I think he like paid a place to like weld aluminum for him and it's awesome. Like it's really cool. Um, but it's not exactly DIY. Like he paid a shop to just basically custom build him one. Um, so I think he probably spent about as much as if you just bought a pre-made one anyways. Um, but it's still pretty interesting to watch just because it's cool how he had it made and, and sort of the ideas that he put into it. Now, one of my favorite and kind of the one that I've based mine off of is, is one by a guy named Nicholas K. Um, and so this is his build and you can kind of see it again. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It's basically like two wooden boxes, right? One on the bottom with a little lip and then one on the top that fits over that lip. Um, he's got two gas struts. Now the way his opens up is long ways. So it will actually open up like this. So when you're looking at from the side of the truck, it will the hinge is in the front of the vehicle and it opens at the back. Um, mine is not going to be like that because I have an Xterra, so mine has a rear hatch that opens up. Um, I also have the awning that comes off of the driver's side, um, so it won't come off the driver's side either. So my hinge is actually going to be on the driver's side of the truck, and it will open up from the passenger side. So it's going to open up a long ways. So I'm going to have a couple of gas struts that go on the side of the rooftop tent, on the inside of the box, so they're protected from the elements, and then... Basically, you'll undo a couple latches on the passenger side, and the, you'll push it up, and the gas struts will lift it, and then it will just pull up the tent, which will be attached to the inside of that box, if that makes sense. Um, so, again, this guy's opens up actually long ways, if you will. It opens up from the front of the truck to the back. Um, mine is going to open up from the side. So, I will also show you here, too the tent that I think I'm going to use. Um, there's this one called River Country uh, 1A, I think it's called. River Country Tent 1A. So it's like a backpacking tent. But here's why I like it. So first of all, I know if you guys were paying attention, you just saw it at the top. There's another version of it. Oh, well, we can go look at this. Um, River Country Products. So first of all, it's an American company. Um, the 10 is inexpensive. And this one that I'm looking at is $58.95. But that also comes with two trekking poles. And the idea is, again, this is a backpacking tent. It's lightweight. And then you can use these trekking poles on the side of the tent to support the roof of the tent, basically. Um, the one that I'm going to buy, because I don't need those poles, it's going to basically attach to the box... Um, so when I open it up, the top of the tent will actually attach right inside, will actually attach right inside of the front of the roof of the tent box, if you will. So when this lifts up, when the top of the box lifts up, the roof, the like the, the place where the roof attaches will be right inside that box so that it will basically lift up to the middle of the box. Um, this will open up to about right there, and then you'll have that V of the tent right there. And then the, the cool thing is that the awning will, again, open up on the passenger side. But as you can see, this tent has a side entry for the tent and an awning that comes out off the side. So I'll have some protection from weather if it was like summer and I wanted to open up the awning. Um, and I'm going to fabricate some metal poles to basically go in here and hold up the awning. 
Um, so I'll just, just like most rooftop tents that have an awning, you know, they generally have these like bent metal poles with a little hook on the end that will hold the awning up. That's kind of my plan is I'm going to fabricate something like that out of some just pieces of steel um, that will hold the, the awning up when I want to. And when I don't, then I can just zip it up and I can close the tent. Um, so that's the tent that I'm thinking of using. Again, it's without the trekking poles, it's about a $39 tent on Amazon. So it's really inexpensive. If something ever happens to it, you know, if I get a couple years out of the tent, which is going to be in that box, so it's not really going to see a lot of elements. I'm also not really a wet weather camper, so I'm going to try and avoid that as much as possible. Um, I am a winter camper, though, so I'm going to have to be weary of condensation. Um, so basically my plan with the tent is to essentially cut off the bottom of the tent which I know that sounds kind of crazy and weird, but so think about it this way. The inside of the box will actually be um, my base. And then in there I will put my memory foam pads, I will put my pillows, I'll put my sleeping bags and everything, and those will constantly stay in the box. And then what I'll do is I'm going to attach the tent to the outside of the bottom part of the rooftop tent box so that any rainwater or anything like that would come off of the tent and go outside of the box so that it doesn't flood out the box. Um, again, the top, I'm just going to attach inside of the box um, so that will keep that waterproof as well. Um, so again, the reason that I'm doing this, I just want to iterate this a couple times, is that I like the idea of a pre-made tent. And I understand, uh, you know, in, in watching all these other guys' videos, like this guy stitched his own tent when he did it, like this is 600 denier waterproof canvas that he used. Um, and kudos to him. But he learned a lot of stuff. He made a lot of mistakes. He actually ended up making it too short because he didn't count on the zippers and things like that. Um, it's just not really something that I'm interested in, especially thinking of it as like, you know, then if an ash hits it and burns a hole in it, then I've got to do maintenance on the tent or I've got to redo the whole thing. My whole thought is, you know, budget minded, keep it cheap keep it repeatable. So what I may actually do is buy one or two or three of these tents since they're so inexpensive and just have backups. So I'm going to do my best to try and take care of it. But if it gets moldy, if it gets condensation, if it gets a hole burnt in it from ashes from a fire or something like that, no problem. Cut the bottom out of another tent, reattach it. Um, another thing that is kind of cool that I will show you that I was thinking about that actually my woodworking friend had the idea of. He's kind of been into boats his whole life, and so he said, hey, you should check out these things. To fasten the tent fabric to the bottom of the box, I'm actually looking at these um, stainless steel marine-grade socket canvas snaps. So basically what it is is you would mount these bases permanently into the base, and then you have these little sort of snaps that would go through the tent fabric and sandwich it between that and that the base. Um, so again, if something ever happened to the tent, if it got moldy, if it got ripped, if it got burnt, um, you just undo these, these snaps basically from the tent canvas. You pull the tent out of it, you put in a new tent, and you re-put the snaps back in. You don't have to, you're not risking putting multiple holes in your base of your box and potentially ruining it. Um, any waterproofing that you've done is not going to be undone and have to be redone because you're putting new holes in it. <clears throat> so that's kind of my plan for that. And I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Um, so again, as we get going, I'll show you that it may or may not work, right? This is a, this is a work in progress. So we have ideas. We're going to try them. If things don't work, then I'll, I'll be making videos about that too. And I will show you guys what has and has not worked. So anyway, so that gives you a little bit of an idea. Now let me show you kind of my drawing. So again, this isn't hundred, hundred percent accurate. I was looking at another tent before, but this gives you a little bit of an idea, right? So in this drawing here, you can see 
if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, then I'll describe it to you. Um, this is just sort of a, a visual representation of there's that box at the bottom with the, li the lip on it. This is the top of the box here. And then from that box, like I mentioned, the very roof, like the the um, where the, the two panels of fabric meet for the roof of the tent, that will attach right inside the... Um, you know, far edge of the tent box, the side that would be on the passenger side. So again, there would be gas struts in here on the inside of the box on both sides, and then two latches on the front, which would hold it closed. So I would climb up, I would, you know, climb up on my passenger side tire or my door, just when I'm first starting, I would climb up and I would undo the two latches and I would push up on the box, which would, again, the tent will be connected to the box. So as the tent or as the lid for the rooftop tent box raises up, it's just going to pull that roof of the tent up with it. Um, and then again, I'll have two metal poles that I can insert into the awning to hold those up if I want to for getting in and out. Um, the way that the ladder is going to attach, again, I'm trying to keep it cheap and I'm trying to keep it repeatable and easy to use. I also, I bought a 10 and a half foot um, telescoping ladder because honestly, I can use it around the house, like putting up Christmas decorations and things like that. We've got this god awful giant aluminum ladder and it's huge. Um, this thing is about, probably about three feet tall and it, you know, collapses down just like any telescoping ladder you've seen for other rooftop tents. So again, I plan to just like keep it in the house if I'm not going on a trip. Otherwise, I'll throw it in the truck or I'll throw it up in the rooftop tent box and close it down on it. Um, but my thought is I'm literally probably just going to take a couple of L brackets and use my vise and tweak up the end to put a little lip on it. And then I'm just going to take the telescoping ladder and I'm going to hook it. I'm going to leave those two L brackets on the side of the, the box all the time. And I will literally just hook the telescoping ladder through that and then extend it down to the ground and lock it and be good to go and climb straight up into the box. So again, super simple, nothing complex, easily repeatable. If the ladder ever broke, I can get a new ladder and pop it right up there, no problem. Um, so it's just kind of, it gives me a lot of flexibility and allows me to reuse things and use pre-existing things instead of having to fabricate stuff, right? Um, so that's one thing that I wanted to show you slash describe. So then this one here, this image, if I can make it bigger, which I might be able to, um, or not, is sort of my sketch of the inside of the tent. So first I'll show you this top part here. Um, ignore this stuff up here. So at the very top, I, I had an idea. So I, my big concern, since I'm such a winter camper, is condensation. So I was thinking if there was some way that I could make some sort of like a firm or rigid mesh um, that would go around the outside of the box, and then I could mount the fabric to that so that if there was condensation that it could kind of go down, think of like steel wool or something, you know, like a some sort of a mesh um, that like the condensation could drip outside of the box and drip down the outside of the box so that it didn't come into the box. Um, I think what my solution is going to be though is it's going to be much simpler than that. Rather than using like a buddy heater or something like that, I'm probably going to fab up a box for a diesel uh, heater. They're more efficient, they last longer, they put out better heat, it's dry heat, um, so that should prevent any condensation or moisture inside the tent. So I think that is my plan, is just to go with a diesel heater that I'll put in a box so that I can use it in the winter and then I can take it out of the truck when I'm not using it. Um, so again, the inside of the, the box, basically the tent is about seven and a half feet long and about 36 inches across. Um, my mattresses, now keep in mind, I'm literally viewing this as a one person tent because when I go on my overlanding trips, it's literally just me. My wife isn't going to go on long overlanding trips. My kids aren't. If they did, I would throw like a little pup tent in and throw that up on the ground for them. And I'd sleep up here or I'd sleep down there with them. Um, but so I'm literally looking at this as a one man deal. Cause I go camping solo 99% of the time. 
But so accounting for the 27 inches of the memory foam pads, that gives me about nine inches now. This isn't really taking into account, you know, if I built some sort of a, a separator here, like maybe out of two by fours or something like that. Um, but what my plan is, is to make storage all around where the mattress is going to go. So I've got some little small boxes from Ikea that I think will fit in here really nicely. But so lights... Um, small, you know, chemical heaters, um, electronic hand warmers, charging cables, battery packs, things like that. Those will all go up in the inside, which will then again get me more space back inside my truck. Um, another idea that I that I kind of have been thinking about is on top of the roof of the rooftop tent, possibly having storage up there. So right now my traction mats go on my roof rack. Um, so those are going to be displaced by the uh, rooftop tent. So what I was thinking is actually buying, you know, some of the those pre-existing systems or maybe just even U-brackets or something and making it so I can mount the traction mats and then maybe like a roto packs on the top of the rooftop tent. Um, another thought I had about the roto packs is it would be kind of cool if I could mount it to the top of the rooftop tent and then when deployed, it would actually lift that and put it at an angle so that I could fill without having to take it down. So thinking, you know, if I could if I could situate it just right to where I put the rooftop tent up and it puts the the spout down at an angle and I could fasten some sort of a tube or something down and run it to the gas tank, that would also be just an easy way to, to top off the gas tank. Um, now, you do have to refill that tank, so that's where it gets a little dicey. You'd have to take it down to refill it. But, I mean, if you're out on the road, that's when you want the convenience, right? Like, I don't mind being inconvenienced to have to go to the gas station and pull it down to fill it up. Um, but it would be really nice to be able to fill it from that. So, anyways, that's just an idea I just literally had. Um, so, anyways, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea. Again, I'm going to put links below to the DIY Rooftop Tent community on Facebook. I will put links to, you know, all the, the rooftop tent builds that I mentioned here. Um, some, some of my favorite ones down below in the description. And I'll also put a, a couple links to some of these products that I'm talking about, like the tent that I was talking about, these, you know, um, marine grade canvas snaps, all that stuff down below in the description. So this is just early planning stages, but I did want to share something with you guys. Um, so I hope that's helpful. I hope that gives you guys a little bit more information. Um, and again, if you guys have ideas, if you've done this yourself, please comment down below because as you can tell, I've never done it. So I'm just making this stuff up, right? So if you guys see something that is an obvious flaw that is definitely going to fail, like I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get more information from you and, and save me that, that hassle of what that may be. I feel like it's a pretty good idea, but I feel like there are probably some kinks as we get going we'll probably discover. Um, but so yeah, comment down below. Let me know what you guys have done. Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, and uh, yeah, more content to come soon. So in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping to get back with my buddy Eric to start sort of building, um, start purchasing some stuff. I've already bought the gas struts. I've bought a few things for it, um, but more to come. So thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it and uh, stay tuned.